We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jarrett McKenzie and Melanie Wells. That is my my anthem right there, guys. I I like some thrift shop. <laughs> I didn't expect that one to be the edited version. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> Good thing I wasn't yeah, singing along. We we would all be. <laughs> yeah. We would all be somewhat offended, except obviously <laughs> Melanie, who would have just blurted out a a curse word. Um, See, I'm a bad millennial. I'm there you. there you go. That's she, uh, she, uh, we, we saved it. Yeah, good job, Melanie, for not doing that. I um, want to hear my singing voice anyway. <laughs> oh no, I, now I do. Uh, we're gonna have to rig uh, we this up. We lose some listeners. So we we'll have a bonus segment this show. People, we'll yeah, people's, people's uh, fine china breaking on the shelf. <laughs> exactly. Is that gonna be? It? All right. Um, we uh, we appreciate the questions you guys send us, and we would uh, love to hear from you. Specifically, if you have a question you'd like to send us, you can uh, call us at 1-855-429-9166. That's our question hotline. Uh, you get a recording on that line uh, wherein you can leave your uh, question uh, on a recording back to us. We play it on the air, uh, answer right behind it. If you prefer to talk to a human, you can call us 770 770- Four two nine nine one six six. That, by the way, is the uh, number where, if you have a specific question you would like to ask Jarrett or Melanie, um, both of whom are financial planners and uh, well skilled in uh, in answering financial questions, especially about financial planning, uh, you can get them again at seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. If you'd like to email us your questions, you can get us at drgene at hensler dot com. That's spelled D R G E N E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, our website is Hensler.com. Uh, you can go on there and find all kind of information, uh, mostly on financial topics. You're not going to hear about how to how to stare down a seagull or any of that. you got to listen to the real show to get the, the, the premium. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, you, you can go there to answer questions on uh, uh, of financial nature, and uh, we have plenty of them on there. So, uh, guys, this kind of uh, coattails onto uh, the question that we were covering over the last couple of segments. And uh, it's Annie from Loganville writes, uh, what is a self-directed IRA and do I need one? So we were talking about a self-directed IRA, which is uh, the vehicle that you would have to use if you were going to hold real estate in your IRA. Again, for many reasons, we do not recommend that. But uh, what do you what do you answer from uh, Annie from Loganville? What is a direct, uh, self-directed IRA, and do I need one? Probably the easiest question we've ever gotten. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> straightforward. It's a one-word answer. You like it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, do you need one? I would say only if you are looking to acquire real estate, because otherwise, I, I don't know why you you would be necessarily looking for the self-directed one, unless of course there are some other of these one-offs that you know that can that a self-directed IRA can hold, which is all the uh, is is really behind the self-directed IRA is you know these other things that are maybe not necessarily the traditional types of investments like stocks and bonds. The self-directed IRAs can hold the collectibles, the real estate, the I think artwork. you said wine earlier, wine. yeah, uh, artwork. My, well, Old rig, I can put that in there. Maybe you have to double check that, but yeah, I think yeah. so. You know, a self-directed IRA is not a, a separate type of IRA necessarily. It's a tax-deferred account held at whatever custodian you choose to work with. 
whether or not they allow for one is a different question because not all of them do, and the ones that do uh, will probably require some additional paperwork and detail to be filed on whatever these non-traditional assets that you're acquiring or looking to acquire uh, are going to be. Um, but again, unless you are looking to own any of those, you know, again, non-traditional type assets in your IRA, then you don't need one. Uh, so uh, Again, the draw is the fact that most people, the very first savings that they ever put aside is going to be from an IRA, going to be, you know, tax deferred money. So it quite often is the source of their uh, source of their wealth that they try to tap into. But again, because of a similar situation with uh, with a home, with it being illiquid, you know, you can't sell it quickly. And if you tried to sell it quickly, you're going to have to take a pretty significant discount. And mm-hmm. the fact that at the end of your life, 70 and a half, that's not the end, but, you know, in the autumn of your life, we'll call <laughs> it, uh, sure. the government starts saying, hey, you know what, we let you save this for a long time without charging you tax on it. But now it's time to pay the piper, and uh, and they require you to take money out of the account. If you've got an illiquid asset, asset and that's the only thing uh, that you have in there, you got a problem. So, yeah. so you, uh, you know that's that's uh, kind of the way you got to look at it. So I wonder then, if drinking the bottle of wine counts. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, premature distribution yeah. from the IRA. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, if you take I don't the want to find out. out, and I don't recommend anybody <laughs> do yeah. that either. Put your collectible wine uh, in your IRA. Uh, you know, you'd have to be pretty sure that the assets can appreciate in value too. Well, and that's the what you know, as far as custodians requiring additional things when it comes to what you're going to own, they would want to see some. You know, is this being kept in? A place where it's locked away and that you secure, know, so, right? Exactly. It's not just sitting on your counter in the kitchen, kind yeah. of thing, you know. Um, so we we get in the in the few instances we have helped clients with uh, these self-directed IRAs, it's quite a process to gather all the additional information that the custodians want in order to uh, get that going. So you just be prepared if if you do decide to uh, take that direction, Annie. All right, so uh, here's a question that might be right in my wheelhouse. Todd from Marietta writes: uh, I hold Apple stock. Uh, while they beat earnings, rumor is they're hurting because of phone sales and our trade war with China. I look at uh, other tech and everything seems so overvalued. Are we in a tech bubble? Well, you know, probably what feels like a tech bubble to me at the moment is some of the securities that we've seen uh, have initial public offerings lately uh, when when there is uh, seemingly so little um, value, or at least I can't make out much, um, and and you see the prices that they go for, it, that's the piece that feels more like the tech bubble. When I look at technology, um, the sector within uh, the S&P 500, uh, it doesn't look horribly overvalued. When I look at uh, at the stock of Apple specifically, um, I generally like to look at the peg ratio. A peg of one, I feel like, is is uh, pretty reasonably priced. Apple right now is at 1.88, uh, which means that's their forward PE. That means today's price divided by 12 months from now's earnings. So it's a growth kind of measure divided by the uh, the expected growth from analysts. So it's how much you're paying for the growth that's expected. Uh, within that particular stock, at 1.88, it's uh, it's expensive, but not horribly expensive. Uh, <clears throat> when I talk about Apple, I will tell you that um, 
it's one of the securities that we recommend for clients to own uh, right now. Some of the some of the growth that we've seen has been the the ear pods, the the new wireless. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I you know I won't buy these things for my kids, but uh, I will tell them and I'll take them to the store if they got the money. <laughs> and uh, believe it or not, both of my daughters have bought their own oh. ear pods. Oh, good for them. Which uh, I was surprised at, but it's uh, obviously uh, a an expense that they find worthwhile. Well, I think it's, it is that kind of thing that makes, you know, declining iPhone sales and things like that with Apple not so concerning. While that has been their core business and, and a primary revenue generator in the past, how much better can you really make a smartphone these days? I yeah. think that's why it's declining because they're yeah. focusing. Yeah, exactly. They're, they they, they want to go into the wearables now, the watches, the glasses, uh, you know, those those pods. And mm-hmm. they're making those things that they're starting to even integrate with healthcare. And that's really, I think, where the future's at, because you can only improve the camera on your phone so much more, right? I mean, there's there's some cool things that maybe you can do, like Samsung's folding smartphone and all, but at the end of the day, there's really not a whole lot more room to improve that, and so I think naturally at some point, those are going to start to decline, and that's what you're seeing, but as long as the, the revenues and the earnings don't do the same thing, then... I don't see it as much of a concern. Yeah, I, when I look at Apple stock, <clears throat> it looks a little over 19% uh, overvalued, you know. But if you look at the overall market, it's the overall market. The S&P 500 is about 24% overvalued. So, in my opinion, it's not as bad as as yeah. the stock. And remember, it's just been a few years ago that uh, iPod sales were the big driver uh, of of earnings. In mm-hmm. Apple, so uh, you know it's not all that crazy when you stop and think about it from that point of view. Yep. Well, folks, it's uh, all the time we have. I'm going to tell you next week the market's going to be up. Jarrett, what do you think? Got to be from here. Melanie, definitely up. All right, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.